You are listening to the Body Charge podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. Today's Body Charge podcast is about sleep apnea and the not so silent, silent killer. The Australian Institute of Health and Welfare recently published a report which shows that nearly half of Australian adults commonly report at least two sleep-related problems. Getting too much or too little sleep is associated with an increased risk of obesity and type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, coronary heart disease and stroke. The trend is on the rise and there are nearly twice as many men than women who suffer from sleep disorders. Sleep-related breathing disorders restrict oxygen in the body and can become quite serious. In Australia, Medicare subsidizes sleep studies and treatments, so you can inquire with your GP for a referral. My special guest today is Dr. B. Joy John, a US board-certified sleep specialist in pulmonary sleep and critical care medicine. He is also known as Dr. Sleep Fix, with over 25 years of experience in the field of sleep medicine. He has just published his book called Nobody Sleeping and has a successful program of the seven proven sleep strategies in sleep now course. So welcome aboard, Dr. Bijoy John. I'm so happy to have you here because this is a big problem. And I must add, just before we start, that my husband does suffer from sleep apnea and if I get to sleep first, it's not such a problem for me. But if I don't, oh boy, I've sometimes had to get my blanket and pillow and just go out and sleep on the lounge. Um, and, you know, he says, oh, I have no trouble sleeping. And that's true. But once he's asleep, he's really noisy. Correct. So what? why is this problem actually increasing globally? And, and what's it all about? What's happening to the body when people are not getting the right kind of breath going in because he sounds like the his his yeah. lips his mouth breathes and sometimes he doesn't breathe for a long time and you think oh my gosh and then suddenly there's a a, a big intake of breath and you know it's it's a bit worrying sometimes what do you what do you have to say about these problems Thanks, Sandy. Thanks for having me on your show. So you've described everything that is so typical of this disorder. So this is called sleep apnea, but there's a word before it. It's called obstructive sleep apnea. There's literally an obstruction that's happening in the back of the throat. So air is not flowing through the back of the throat. Well, imagine a pipe with water and now you narrow the pipe, there's turbulence. Snoring is nothing but the turbulence of air going through a narrow passage. So finally, the passage gets so narrow, then there's no breath going in. And then the body senses that when there's no breath, there's a buildup of carbon dioxide and the body senses and says, hey, wake up. And then you get that breath and you wake up and take a breath and the airway is open. And then you repeat this multiple times during the course of the night. So that is the classic sign of sleep apnea. It's usually worse on the back. It's usually uh, more common as the night progresses because we go more into REM sleep. REM sleep is more worse for uh, obstructive sleep apnea. And you also mentioned you sleep separately. That's called sleep divorce. Couples <laughs> are sleeping separately <laughs> because of the noise. And men are more uh, prone to it. Uh, I will tell you in a second why. 
So my aim in my practice is to bring couples to, together. So that's my uh, philosophy of bringing couples together by sleeping <laughs> together, by curing the sleep apnea. So the question becomes, why is men more prone for sleep apnea? And, 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 and of course, snoring. So what happens is in men's, uh, you know, the larynx or the voice box is a little bit bigger and the airway is also bigger. So now you're blowing the air into a bigger passage or a bigger end, uh, end, uh, end tunnel so it, it is amplified more so women's uh, airway passage are smaller and so it does not make that amplification of the sound when it goes through the larynx or the voice box that's the that's the real reason and also the soft palate and the heart you know the, the thing that that's on the back of your throat that's also a little bit thicker in men so it most tends to most vibrate creating the sound and of course women don't uh, report snoring much uh, so, so, you know, they say, hey, I'm not snoring, but, uh, what happens with women when they attain menopause or perimenopausal, the, uh, estrogen level drops and you are at risk or the same risk of, of more, a man. More testosterone. Correct. And so, so that's what happens to women around perimenopausal age. You have more incidence of sleep. You, apnea. you also have a few more chin hairs. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's because of the hormonal changes, including the testosterone, like you said. Yes. So that's the reason why. So the word obstruction, air going through a narrow passage makes a sound and ultimately there's no breath. The brain senses it. So your husband is not having a good quality sleep, even though he's sleeping eight hours or six hours. The quality is not that great. No. And I did notice, too, that during yes. the day, if he's yes. sitting or reading, Yes. Sometimes he'll just sit and doze off sitting up. And I'm thinking, how can he sleep sitting up? I can't do that. <laughs> Correct. So so what happens is that is called hypersomnia or being tired because you didn't sleep the night before. So even though you're sleeping, it's like somebody literally waking you up. The brain you know, sends signal to wake you. You're woken up multiple times during the night, 10, 15 times an hour. So you don't go to do any of it. You're not getting into deep sleep. At, so he's, he's basically sleep, sleep deprived and he's making it up during the day. So, so that's a clear sign of uh, sleep deprivation. Yes, so it's very important to get into that REM sleep, isn't it? That's that's the sleep cycle where the pineal gland makes the melatonin, which is a powerful antioxidant that helps clean up the um, waste products in the brain and Correct. the central nervous system. And that's why when we have a deep sleep, we wake up more refreshed the next day. We have more energy. The brain is working much better. And so we have problems when we don't go through those deep sleep cycles. So, yes. so how um, if someone uh, recognizes they've got this problem, they they get some help from a practitioner. They may get a referral to a specialist. What okay. would normally be the process to go through to fix that problem? Correct. So everybody is afraid to go and get tested because you have to go to a strange place and get all wired up. But today there's home sleep testing. I'm sure this is available in Australia. I use something called a watch pad. So you wear it as a watch and then it's a finger probe and there's a chest lead. You sleep at your own home. So that solves a lot of problems. Uh, so that's the first step. People are like afraid to come to a sleep center. So so you wait and then you, uh, you know, wear that in the night and then bring it back the next day. Uh, and then you can get the results straight away and then you can have an answer. There are many other devices. Uh, you know, there's Bell technology. Probably buy them online, can you? Those devices that make the recordings? Uh, no, you can probably, I think you have to go through a provider. Uh, it's probably uh -huh. always better to, uh, you know, so somebody who's a specialist in the field of sleep medicine. Yeah. So they have make access sure to it. Make sure it's reliable. 
Correct. Yeah. So of the many technologies, you have to use the one that is scientifically, you know, uh, holds the, the data pretty good. So, so after the data comes in and the problem clearly shows itself, what would that practitioner do or recommend to have done for the correction? Okay, so sleep apnea is divided into uh, mild, medium, and severe. Depends of, depending upon the number of events of apnea or what we call the hypopnea or half an apnea per hour, right? So if you have five to 15 episodes per hour, that is called mild. If it's 15 to 30, it's called medium. And over 30, it's considered severe. So treatment varies with all these different stages. If you have severe sleep apnea, the treatment that is is the gold standard, it's called CPAP machine. So it's a, it's a well-known uh, machine. So you, it actually blows air. So what happens, the air goes through the nose and pushes the tongue out of the way. So the tongue is a major culprit. 80% uh, of the obstruction is caused by the tongue. So it pushes the tongue away, all right? So, and then there is a newer technology called Inspire treatment, where it's like a pacemaker implanted and then the nerve to the tongue uh, is stimulated and it's literally signals the tongue to push out of the way with every breath. So that's the newest technology. That's that's for severe sleep apnea. So when you have mild sleep apnea, the first thing I tell people is if you can lose weight, that will be a first uh, uh, first step in 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 this process because at least ten percent of the weight can help with uh, you know weight is evenly distributed. Like you know, Less it narrows. Bulk. Correct, yeah. bulk in the neck and the, and the posterior part of your throat. So so and then for mild sleep apnea, you can have uh, what is called uh, the, there is new excitement in this device called Excite OSA. It's a device daytime therapy. You just keep in your tongue. It strengthens the tongue. It's like a tense unit to the tongue so that the the tongue does not fall back. So it strengthens the tongue. Uh, so this is the, the first the APA. muscles. Yes, we don't, we the don't really glass. think think so much of the tongue as being a muscle, but it is, isn't it? And we need it to is, look after that muscle. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty strong muscle, the genioglossus. Uh, it's a big bulk of muscle. So it's like exercising your um, you know, muscles. When you work out, you know, muscles are stiffer. It doesn't fall back at night. So that's one treatment. Then there are oral appliances will will pull the jaw forward. So that can move. When, when the jaw is pulled forward, it pull, pulls the tongue forward. So hence the back of the throat's open. So those are the four treatments that is available for the treatment of uh, sleep apnea. Is it possible for someone with TMJ in, uh, you know, where the jaw is out of alignment to have these kind of symptoms? Is that an association? Correct. You, uh, yeah. So uh, the so the the treatment is the oral appliance that that is has to be fitted by a dentist. So people who have TMJ issues, the jaws move forward, so they might exacerbate that uh, pain. So it has to be done by a specialist who, in that. So a TMJ problem per se does not cause sleep apnea. It's the tongue and the posterior pharynx or the posterior throat. TMJ problems, uh, you know, can be a little bit tricky when you decide treatment for such patients. It does not cause sleep apnea per se. Right, right. So it's um, what's the time period for someone to have that problem corrected with these devices? Does it take like weeks or months or...? Great question. It all depends. The more severe the problem, people like it so much better. It's like almost like a, they get instant relief. So in the past, when everybody went to the lab into the to get their testing done, we used to have a protocols where if it's greater than 30, we make them wear the CPAP. And then the next day morning, we can't even wake them up because they're getting the much needed rest. So they're catching up. 
Correct. So the more severe the problem, in my experience, they do better. But everybody, even if you have mild problem, it takes about a month if you have milder problems to get used to it. But if you're severe, you get instant release, like the relief the next day. So you can get on the next day. Wow, that's amazing. And I know yes. in the past when the older devices, they were quite uncomfortable. And so they had a lot of people uh, discontinuing the, the process. So in the more modern um, versions of those devices, are they more comfortable for people to wear? How Correct. is the, how is their um, uh, adherence to and their compliance with continuing to the end until the problem solved? Okay, so there is three parts to to this thing. There is a machine which blows air. There is a hose that comes in, and there is a mask. The big challenge is the mask. You know, everybody's face is different. So we have facial recognizing, you know, contour uh, recognizing software. You can just scan your face, and you get a reasonable close. Uh, you know, uh, most of the masks are mild, you know, or small, medium, and large. But now we have this custom fit, and the size of the mask is smaller. There's something called nasal pillows. We can keep under the nose and so the host technology has not much change it's just a tube and of course there is some heating element of the tube that helps with the with the compliance and then the machines are newer uh, they're smaller and of course uh, most of the machine today have auto capacity you don't blow a lot of air all the time it adjusts as you sleep if your apnea is more it, it dials up so there is a range pressure so and also has a humidifier it is heated and the tube is heated the mask are better so the technology has helped people to uh, use their CPAP much better. Does it make a noise? There's absolutely no noise with the machine. Only noise is when it comes off the face, the air blasting through, whoosh, and then it recognizes that you can stop it, but that's the only time there's noise. This is a closed system. There's no sound. What if in your sleep you turn over and unplug yourself? <laughs> yes, that, that can happen. Uh, this tube is, uh, the hose is about six feet long, so you can roll around a lot, but sometimes it you know, it, it comes caught. out and yeah, it get caught and it can come out and it makes a noise and it wakes most people up. Yes. So they can just put it back in. Put it back on. Correct. Yeah. So, so um, according to your experience, this has saved a lot of marriages. Yes. Yes. I mean, treatment one thing we can do to, you know, of course, you know, sleep apnea affects all kinds of, you know, systems in our body, blood pressure, diabetes, cognitive function. And, you know, if you don't control blood pressure, you have heart problem, you have stroke. So there is a myriad of problems that are controlled. Of course, you're, uh, when, when breathing and, you know, like climbing stairs, your heart rate is going high, you're breathing fast. So when you have an apnea, there's no breath. So the heart has to work faster and harder. So that triggers an arrhythmia that triggers blood pressure. And there's also, you know, the fight or flight response that is saving your, you know, ex example, your husband and waking you up. During that, there's a jolt of norepinephrine. So norepinephrine is the cause of all this yes too much so, stress correct Lot so your body's supposed to heal in your sleep we all are stressed during the day but but that's you know, reset does not happen at uh, at uh, you know nighttime you, you need to recover during rest and correct. if the uh, stress hormones like adrenaline yeah. etc are too high yeah. you your uh, pineal gland can't do its work to create the melatonin there has to be yes. complete rest to yes. do that and that's when your cells repair um, many many things happen for recovery during that sleep cycle and so if it's interrupted we're not repairing we're not recovering the body well enough Correct. and yes. that ages us prematurely oh my gosh it's a way to get older faster not getting enough sleep right you can see a person from 
far, you know, the skin's wrinkly, they have baggy eyes, they have other health problems, you can, they're tired, you know, they, you can see them from, that's what I do day in and day out. Everybody comes in a cranky mood, your cognition is better, you know, it's worse. So like the number one of the treatable causes of Alzheimer's dementia is treating the sleep apnea. Years of, you know, what happens, there is no flow of oxygen. You know, there's less oxygen yes. to they the... They call that you know, hypoxia, don't they? Hypoxia. Yes. Correct. So the hypoxia leads to vasoconstriction, blood vessels narrow, inflammation, and there's no blood going. Eventually, there are sensitive areas, the memory area, processing areas of your brain are lost, and then you can have dementia. Same thing with the low libido. The same thing happens to our genital organs. There's less of oxygen. You know, I see a lot of young men with low testosterone, low libido because of untreated sleep apnea. So, so sleep apnea affects all parts of the body from head to toe, your cognition, your heart, uh, your sexual function, of course, not to mention weight gain, you know, which is a complicated uh, system, you know, and the more weight you gain, the more sleep apnea, the more sleep apnea, you're, you know, you're not very energetic, you gain more weight, it's a vicious cycle. So it affects head to toe, very, very important treatable condition. Yes. And I think also because we're not, when we don't recover well enough during the sleep cycle, the body builds up too much toxicity too many waste products don't become eliminated or neutralized and then you have more uh, um, reactive oxygen species don't you that's a, a free radical that damages the body that dissolves cells that that that's uh, the element that ages us quickly is that we don't have enough antioxidant support which we get during the deep sleep Exactly. And so it's a downward spiral, isn't it? It's very difficult to recover unless you find a way to um, bypass the sleep problems. So we, because uh, electromagnesium provides transdermal magnesium, that's a really great way to get calm and relaxed and um, proceed uh, the phase to get into a deep sleep because you have to suppress the, the stress hormones of the day. And so magnesium has been found to have a direct direct effect to suppress the stress hormones but at the end of the day the other issues uh, causing the sleep apnea as you mentioned before are mechanical things you the, the, the yes. weight and the yes. the tongue and the things obstructing mm -hmm. the air passage uh, so they need to be addressed to support that person in and getting a good sleep and then it could become very regenerating and you know, you can have an anti-aging effect from it. Yeah, I, I tell people you literally add 10 years to your life if you treat your sleep apnea, but weight is a major problem. Some people have their jaw pushed back, uh, you know, the overbite. So, so naturally they have a, you know, the, the the tongue is pushed back and some people have craniofacial uh, abnormalities like some of the children with down syndrome uh, you know they have facial a big tongue and there's changes in the nose and of course if you have deviated nasal septum so all this passage can cause uh, obstruction yes. and of course if you have a thyroid problem uh, you know there's change in the uh, you know the uh, the, fist, the muscle and the uh, the tissues are changed when there's low thyroid. So those the hypothyroidism is one of the causes of, uh, you know, sleep apnea. Because, because that suppresses metabolism. Correct. And if we don't have enough energy in the system, the central nervous system becomes depressed. Um, and so we're not um, generating the enzymes or the hormones or whatever we need to make. Everything is like on computer safe mode. It's sort of working, but not optimally. Correct. 
So my, yeah. my, you mentioned the deviated septum. Well, my husband had had an injury many years ago in his young He was an athlete, a gymnast, and had an accident and then had an operation, but it was never really corrected fully. Yeah. So yes. so I think that um, that uh, sleep apnea, although it's it's become worse in his older years, I think, as you said, that's partly due to his perhaps gaining a few more kilos that he shouldn't put on. Yes. Um, and and that um, yeah, and low not... testosterone in men and and low estrogen in men, everything becomes more saggier. Yeah. So it loses the tissue, loses their tonicity, and so that's another important cause of uh, uh, obstructive sleep apnea. Yes, I'll have to I'll have to put him on a big program. So the uh, the device to help him sleep and not have the obstruction and not have the hypoxia. He's got to right. go to the gym and do some muscle training. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> so. It's uh, when he has more energy to, you know, when he sleeps better, he has more energy, more energy to work out. It's a vicious cycle. You have to somewhere break that cycle, right? Yes. And not to talk about the uh, mental health and anxiety and depression with sleep problems. When you don't sleep well, you're more anxious and more depressed and more depressed you're, you know, and anxious, you tend to not sleep well. You, And of course, poor sleep alters the, you know, leptin and ghrelin. You know, the leptin lowers your appetite, ghrelin increases your appetite. This is altered. There is uh, less secretion of leptin and more secretion of ghrelin. So you tend to gain more weight. It's a vicious cycle, you know. So like you said, the cleaning process, you know, there's a system in the brain called the glymphatic system the lymphatic system is for the rest of the body the brain has got a glymphatic system so when you sleep well it pulsates the csf fluid pulse and gets all the muck uh, all the toxins out if you don't sleep well that system is not working so that's another cause of the dementia and alzheimer's uh, uh, dementia yeah another cause for hypoxia because Correct. the buildup of toxins create yes. a lower ph Yes. In in the blood in the fluids of the body and a lower pH then breeds more bacteria, more pathogens. You're probably more likely to get infections, colds, influenza. Um, the immune system is under a lot of pressure. Then uh, is over becomes overworked. So yes, there's a big cascade, isn't it? Just coming from that one issue of sleep apnea. Correct. And then the, you know all the tissues need oxygen. So when you have an apnea, that means stopping breathing. So when there's breath is stopped, there is no flow of oxygen. So the 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 main cause of all this problem is low oxygen, and the body has to conserve oxygen by narrowing it to divert blood. I mean the oxygen to important areas. So some areas get left out. So that's and, what the problem lies. And that's why you can get high blood pressure as well, because exactly. you have that constriction of the cardiovascular system. Correct. And the release of norepinephrine and epinephrine because of, as a reaction to the apnea. Yes, yes, the stress hormones. Well, in a sense, the body panics, doesn't it? Low, exactly. low oxygen sounds the alarm bells to the, to the central nervous system and says, hey, do something. And so yes. to do something which is an action, we need the cortisol and we need the adrenaline, we need the stress hormones picking up so that it pushes us to do something to fix the problem. So it's an autonomic system that kicks in, isn't it? That's right. So it's the flight or fight response that happens to it. It's needed in the real time but it's happening you know to to escape from a danger you need it yeah. but you don't need it when you're sleeping. That's what's no. happening all through the night. And it's chronic. Yeah, yes. that's when it's very bad for health, uh, deteriorates yes. as quickly. Right.
So before we finish this yes. really, really interesting podcast, um, mm -hmm. what would you like to add in summary and also let people know where they can find out more information or read more or become more aware of, of you know, how to fix these problems? Correct. So I have a website called www.sleepfixacademy where all the material will be available. I have a course that I'm forming. You know, this is all happening. My book just took off without any publicity. It's become number one for a week or so without anything. So I'm scrambling to form the course that's called the Sleep Now course. I'll give you a few glimpses of it. It's a quick summary. Everybody can, if they have a piece of paper, they can write it down. Is Sleep Now, S-L-E-E-P-N-O-W. S is for schedule. You need to have a fixed schedule. L is low light, low noise, low temperature. Melatonin is secreted in low light and low temperature. And then the next E is electronics, major problem. I try to tell people to avoid electronics an hour yes. prior to <laughs> prior to sleep and keep their phone away from them so that you don't are bothered by... Uh, by uh, too much stimulation. Yeah. Correct. And then the next E is uh, exercise at least four hours prior to going to sleep. And then P is power off your mind. <laughs> uh, so you have to do the phone and the exercise early uh, and so that you're you're getting to a process and, so you're and remember, powering up. remember to put your magnesium on before bed as well <laughs> yes i learned a lot about magnesium and you know sometimes i do prescribe magnesium as a, a health uh, supplement for sleeping great work uh, that you've done and promoting so powering your mind i tell a couple of tactics it's a vivid imagination use your own imagination and then yoga nidra why n-i-d-r-a nidra means it's sanskrit for nothingness you lose yourself so that's the p and then the n-o i combined is the you know no to worries i tell people to worry between 6 p.m and 8 p.m not when you lay in bed make sure you worry so you're all preparing these steps and the w in sleep now is win by losing we want to win 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 do everything but sleep you can't it's a it's a seven um step meal you have to have the wine you have to have the appetizer you have to have the main course you have to have a process to sleep it's a seven course meal you it's, can't just get it like that it's, no. it's like a it's, it's like a, a dimmer Correct. It's a dimmer. It's a dimmer, not an on-off switch. So sleep now. You can find all that information. My book has got so much information, so many chapters for helping our people. This is uh, I discovered the joy of sleeping, and my mom taught me. So I just want to share it with the world, and uh, I just want everybody to sleep better and feel yeah. better. Yeah, that's that's absolutely so crucial and important. And I'd just like to add one more thing. So when yes. I when I get into my deep sleep cycle from, mm -hmm. from a similar routine, it's a gradual yeah. descent into that nothingness. Yes. I, I do sometimes have a thought, if I want to make a decision, go this way or that way, mm -hmm. and in my waking day, I haven't really been able to decide, yes. I leave it to my brain to work out during my deep sleep. Yes. And 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 I I program my brain that when I wake in the morning, I will automatically know exactly the right direction, the right thing to do, and I will be 100% sure. And then I let it go. I don't worry about it because I know I've delegated it to my other the other part of my brain that yes. somehow still works while I'm sleeping. Correct. Do you do you find this? Have you tried? Yeah. That? So that's um that's like a deeper level of sleep because when you're sleeping, we we know the dreams, all the lot of things happen in your sleep. The healing, the creativity, the resolution, all that you're living, to, you're discovering the superpower of sleep. I call it sleep. You're letting it function. So that means you're sleeping well, and instead of 
worrying in your sleep, you're healing in your sleep. That is the fantastic power that you have discovered of uh, sleep. You know, I, I've done, you know, the Sleep Now course, the name of my book, Nobody's Sleeping, all came out of that. You know, when, you, when you're thinking, you just, I woke up one morning and said, that's my name. That's the name of this course. And the seven proven, all that came up uh, by de sleeping better. <laughs> oh, that's that's really wonderful. And I'm so glad that you've you've come and explained everything so yes. well. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people will be very interested and I yeah. really appreciate you being on, on my podcast. Yes. And, um, you know, perhaps in the future we can do this again when there are more um, updates, um, yes. new yeah. information coming on board because, you know, yeah. Science is always discovering more Correct. and we, yes. we keep learning of yeah. it never finishes, does it? We just get a little bit more added to the pile of knowledge. <laughs> Correct. That's 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 the, exactly the truth. So it's all about sharing and learning from each other. And, you know, I learned during this podcast, I had listened to several of your podcasts, uh, you know, and I'm going to still continue to listen to it. Thank you. This is we are all have to learn to grow and share the knowledge so that so that we can all heal better and we can conquer the, and think know, the better. Think exactly. better. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much. Sandy, much appreciated. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you like this conversation and will share it with others. Hear more from Body Charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on blogs, podcasts, videos, and magnesium special offers at electromagnesium.com.au. Relax, recharge, and recover.